You're listening to On The Road, a podcast powered by Otto Kahn. Welcome to On The Road. I'm Richard. And my name's Ish. And we're now over halfway through the first series of the podcast. It's been great fun so far. We've had a number of drivers, uh, the general managers of Captain and Veer Van on board. And we've had a few members of the Otto team as well. This week we thought we'd mix it up by bringing in a driver and a rider. Hopefully to hear both of their opinions on the industry itself and what it takes to have a good private hire experience. Our first guest today is Gig Guy London. Welcome back to the show. Hi, and welcome. I am the Gig Guy London. Um, I've been a private hire driver for four and a half years and I'm here to share my views. Awesome. Fresh haircut as well, I see. Most Looking definitely. great. It's been a few months. Indeed. <laughs> uh, we've all, our second guest today is Alex, who is a rider. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Yes. I'm How are you doing today? Good, good. Frequent rider. Absolutely. Of uh, Uber, been in London for a few years, so hopefully should have enough experience to give some sort of Definitely the perfect insight. rider. Uh, how many rides do you think you've taken out of interest? Have you told uh, me that? hundred. A hundred, that's a good figure. We can go with that. We'll go with yeah, that. Yeah, I think it's hundred. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, well, you can check your app, you know, you can find it's it. It's on there. It, it, it definitely would be. Is it? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> All right, we'll, we'll go straight into it because this is going to be an interesting debate. We've always wanted to have uh, a rider on board. We promised you that from the very beginning. So here we are today, so we'll go straight into it. Uh, you know what, Ish? Take it away with the first uh, kind of experience. Well, you know what? We were thinking maybe uh, this week we could do something a little bit like, uh, what's your rating? Um, so we kind of take you guys through a little scenario. Um, you guys let us know if um, or whether you know, it would change your rating. So from you as the rider, obviously, would it change your rating of the driver? You as the driver, would it change your rating of the rider? Um, and so on. Um, and we thought we'd kick it off today. We'd ask, uh, okay, so you're getting into an Uber. Um, a lot of people, uh, I feel like it's a contentious issue about like asking, you know, for aux cord requests or something like that. As you as a rider, would you feel that it negatively impacts on the driver if they refuse you the aux cord? Um, <laughs> The famous orcs cord, yeah. the life and blood of a, of a journey. Yeah. Yeah. It, makes, it makes or breaks your uh, your route into a night out. Um, uh, I don't think too much. I mean, you're at, you're not paying for like a luxury service with all the bells and whistles. You're just paying to get from A to B. So I don't think you'd be too upset about a driver not having an orcs cable. What if be. you can see the orcs cable, yeah. <laughs> but he still refuses yeah. you? There would be uh, maybe like a frosty atmosphere <laughs> for the rest of the journey. Uh, yeah, I guess though, in a little bit, um, especially maybe um, uh, if you're uh, if you're in the moment and you, you, you've got your mates in the back and you, you're there ready for like 15 minutes and good tunes and you can see the the source of these tunes right there, but he's just not giving it to you. Um, yeah, may, maybe a little bit peeved. I mean, it's not gonna, it's not, it's not gonna get a one star, but um, maybe, maybe, maybe knock it down a star. So. Maybe a four. It's there. Four. So, yeah. Four well, the thing is though, a, a four doesn't sound so bad, but that can actually impact the, the kind of Uber rating system quite a lot. You know, I think I'm not sure what the threshold is. If that, if you go under. With Uber. Right. I, mean, I think uh, Cabby said it one time, like 4.2 or something like that. If it went under that score or 4.5, you, you could be up for termination of the contract. Yeah, I believe um, in terms of what Uber do with the rating system for drivers is they will contact you if there's a repeated concern mm. and um, offer you training before. Yeah, I don't think they just... Which you've never done right because you're, no, no, you're amazing. 4.99. Right. Uh, there we go. There we go. Exactly, 4.99. Most definitely. Most we, need, we need evidence of this. Do you, know when, uh, do you know when you get a one star? Do you know when you get given a one star? I don't know when and um, what particular ride it is, but I have one one star. Really? Well, I have two four stars and everything else has been a five. No way. Does it give you so, sleepless nights and yeah, waking up? Oh, yeah, I know. Just woke up in a cold sweat yeah. Yeah. You know, you sort of think about which one it was, the guy I um, I, I used to. <laughs> it I definitely was that guy. It was I definitely you, that guy. I, I can't used prove to. it. I used to, but um, I, I like to believe that the majority of riders give a reliable rating when they based on their experience in my car. And um, I don't really review it at all. I mean, periodically I have a look on the app and see yeah. what the ratings were and take it from there. But I just try and get, yeah, give a decent service. Do, uh, do guess, the Oxford you know? uh, requests ever annoy you? Um, I, I like talking, I do. So if, um, if the rider is up for talking and we can have a discussion around their music choices, 
then why not? You know, is it a good playlist? I remember. Yeah, uh, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I've got I've got a lot of um. You have pre-done playlists ready for the rider. Oh yeah. Oh, oh wow! It's, it's quite mellow. That's a fun now I understand why you're four point nine. Yeah, it's, it's quite a mellow playlist. People always asking me um, who the artists are and they shazam my music. No. Um, it's nothing too hype. It's mellow. So my driving is in fact mellow as well because the psychology of music and yeah. driving. Yeah. So do you think there's like a right level um, of talking uh, from both drivers and riders during the journey? Yeah, I like to. Um, greet the riders um, when they get into the vehicle. Um, sometimes, if the weather's good, um, if it's not raining and it's not freezing cold outside, I'll stand outside my car. It gives me an opportunity to stretch my legs. And then when they come along, I mean, I'm there to just open the door for them because I'm outside well, anyway. Well, that must be a rarity because it's yeah. bloody freezing in this country all day, <laughs> the whole time, right? <laughs> well, 10 months of the year. Apart from now. Apart from right now. Yeah. 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 It's definitely, but it's nice, it's nice to, even after every few rides, to get out and stretch your legs. Sure. And um, it's always a nice welcome where somebody's come out of their house or their place of business and um, they've got a door open for them and you're ready to put their bags in the boot. I mean, it just gets everything off to a good start. You say yeah. good afternoon or good morning. Sure. You know, just, That's um, really good. I don't think I've nice. ever had yeah. that. Never had that. No. No. So would that yeah. make it for you? You know, I a good like, first impression. De- yeah, yeah, yeah. That would be uh, the, extra, the extra mile. Yeah. That would be, yeah, definitely. Have you yeah. had any drivers that you felt talked too much or too um, little? No, I'm a, I'm a bit of a fan of... Um, Silence. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> this is why I put you two in the same room together. <laughs> yeah. So, um, same Tell room. me why. Why? You don't want to, you just um, do your own thing and chill and. I. Maybe it's because small talk. Oh, I feel really antisocial. It's a bit, a bit of an effort sometimes. I mean, you get in a taxi, you just want to sit down and just get to your destination. Mm-hmm. Um, may I, the talking definitely goes up when I'm coming back from a night out yeah. or going towards a night out. Oh. Private hire drivers, if you're listening to this, I know you're going to relate. Um, do you end up saying the same thing over and over yeah, again? Yeah, you must do, right? Every single day. How long have you been doing it? Yeah. How's so it going? The how's general the questions are, how are you doing? How long have you been an Uber driver? Or yeah. how long have you been a private hire driver? Do you drive for any other apps? What do you think um, of black cabs? Is that one? Yeah, what do you think of black cabs? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, there's, there's <laughs> numerous, questions, numerous <laughs> questions that they ask you over and over again. Is that yeah. annoying? That must be a bit annoying. Um, yeah. A bit boring. Yeah. It's really a bit boring, boring. Yeah. yeah. You can be creative if you want to. Yeah. <laughs> do, you, do you talk first or do you let them talk to you first? Um, good afternoon, good evening, good morning. And then, then once that is done? Yeah, once that's done, um, if they want to break the ice and carry on talking, then... Oh, okay. Yeah, so you don't you don't see them quiet in the back and go, so how's your day going? What have you been up to? Um, I Every scenario is different. And, you know, some people... Uh, but you know, it's like small talk in any area. Yeah. Like, I think when you go to a party, you end up, find, you find yourself having to answer the same questions. Yeah. And yeah. I suppose yeah. like, About what you do. it's yeah. sort of no different when you enter a car, maybe like... Yeah. But the frequency, yeah. people mm. constantly, yeah. and then the same questions. Yeah, but um, there's little icebreakers like, what fragrance is that? What tune is that? Yeah, what tune is that? I'm always interrogating the drivers about you know who they work for, who they drive for, where they get their car from. You know, I have a duty to to find out. It's like a bit of feedback. Not selling, but just like a bit of feedback about you know what they're up to, what they're doing, and uh, indeed where they get their car from. I mean, okay, so you like silence. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, just great guest for a podcast. Is there ever such a thing for you as too silent? No, 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 no. I, I honestly don't mind if the guys, if the driver says nothing at all when I come in, um, that's fine. Although, well, because I, I know a lot of people, they appreciate you know having that human touch. You're, you're getting in a car with someone. They like to kind of maybe break the ice, just know the person that you're, you're driving with, and, yeah. and vice versa. You know, do you yeah. never get that feeling? Um, no, no, no. <laughs> I don't know if it's like sometimes it's a bit of. I don't know if it's like a cliche English thing, maybe to like. Um, for like people to to like it's like when you go and get a haircut or something like that you just like quite like silent like not have to talk or awkward talking or stuff like that like too polite to say actually I don't want to you know just just need to sit down and relax Um, I don't know I think um, yeah I don't know if my obviously experience is the same as a lot of other people but um, I don't mind a little bit. I mean, you've obviously had many, many drivers, many riders, sorry. Most definitely. So is there like a ratio of talkers to non-talkers? Uh, it's, it's, about, it's about 50-50. Oh, is it? Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, but generally um, speaking, if somebody gets in the car and they're sitting directly behind me, 
I'm breaking the ice. Because yeah. I want to I want to get your demeanour. If you're sitting... If you're, if you're <laughs> it's not going to make yeah. it strangle you. Yeah. If I can't see your demeanour, I want to I want to get your... I, I wanna, yeah, if I can't see you, I want to get your demeanour just to make sure that it, you're okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I can yeah. be okay. Yeah? Yeah. Totally get that. So, okay, well, here's one for you, actually. Um, we did a bit of research this morning and yesterday for, the, for, the, for today's episode. Um, in America, they've introduced or about to introduce this quiet mode where you can actually set before you go into the into the vehicle for the ride, whether you just want pure silence, mm, non, 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 no preference, or you know, a casual chat. So you'll be perfect for the quiet mode. No, because I'd feel too rude to press ah, it, and they know I, that I pressed it, and then I feel like there'd be frosty atmosphere. God, there's so many complications. <laughs> I know. Is, so I'd probably the English of you. Yeah. You, you want them to want to be quiet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I would. I'd have to. This is no, my game. I just have to pick no game. preference. Yeah. Maybe even talk just to. But you, got, you should be the perfect guy to to press the quiet button. In but I don't want to press the quiet button. Jesus Christ. Well, you the know guy what can, goes then, on. then the, the, the driver knows, oh, this guy is a bit of a boring antisocial guy. He doesn't want to talk. Which to you me. want to be anyway. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but I don't want him to know that. Well, you oh, know so what? They should have it. Is. It really is. Yeah. <laughs> they should have Uber talk as well. So, you know, people that want specifically <laughs> just talk. No, talk yeah, so yeah, yeah. We would know someone who talks a bit too much, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then the driver's like, that's me. I'm getting this journey. But obviously, um, when people are talking, there's obviously um, sensitive conversations. Um, I don't want to talk about politics. Um, I don't want to talk about um, how bad you smell, actually. You, know, you might think that fragrance is really nice, and it, it's, mm. it's not. We're going to come on to smells in a minute, actually. Yeah, yeah okay. Yeah. Um, I don't want to talk about sexuality. Um, I want to talk does about. That, does that crop up? Uh, yeah, it does sometimes. Oh. Yeah. In what kind of way? In what kind of context? Yeah. Oh, it's, it's generally. Um, we saw I, I was. Huh? Were you someone like fancying you? No, no. So, um, um, generally, um, homosexual people on occasions when they jump in my car, they're like, I had like two drivers, they pulled up next to me and my partner, and then they drove off. That kind of thing. Mm. They cancelled and drove off. Which or they cool, yeah, or they drove straight past me, you know? So, um, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's just, it's not really a. Are you nice saying that you, you feel like you're being your representative of Uber? Yeah, it's like, well, it's like that's it's like they like oh your colleague. I yeah. Was like, mm, no, no, no. I'm self-employed. I have no colleagues. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. In, in that respect, yeah. Oh, so it okay. kind of gets things off to a bad start, but you know, just show them how amazing I am, and yeah, get my five stars. Get the five stars. Yeah. Oh, yes. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no tapping, no tapping away. Okay. Um, just, what about like? Do you guys um, think about like taking a phone call while you're while you're driving and how does that kind of impact your your rating as if say? i if i take no, no. If, if your driver takes a phone oh, call like during a hands-free the call. thing yeah oh okay um um if i had if i was like pushed and i probably said a little bit annoying i don't want to sound like a horrendous rider maybe it's uh, maybe it's no no <laughs> but I, can, I, can, I, can, I can feel you because i i've been quite a few journeys where the guy spent most of the, the driver has spent most of the time on the phone talking to someone, blabbering on. And I'm, what I'm thinking is, apart from the fact that it, it, it sounds annoying, are you then concentrating on the road as much as you should be? You know, yeah, that's true. There is the safety yeah, distraction. Yeah, they do it quite a lot, actually, from, mm. from my own personal experiences. I'm just not, if it's a quick five-second call because if something's happened, I can understand that. But sometimes I've had half a ride or maybe more than half a ride where the guy's Yeah, then it gets a little bit annoying. On free, you know, like that's, that's, a, that's a poor experience. Yeah. And, there's a, and then the safety aspect comes into it. Also, well. I quite appreciate it when, um, you get asked before, like, is it all right if I'm picking up the phone or, or something like that? Sometimes I've, I've entered the car and they're, they're, they're already on the phone and then they start driving, they're still chatting. <laughs> oh, then, yeah, that's, yeah, that's annoying. What, what do, you, do you, when you get a phone call, do you take it or do you? No, I don't, I don't answer the phone. Um, unless yeah. it's in the moment, because my phone's on silent anyway, so it doesn't ring. Um, the music will just drop out. Mm. Just, some drivers yeah, have really loud ringtones which yeah. let ring on mm-hmm. yeah. until they okay. finish which yeah. is really annoying yeah. that's a that's a poor <laughs> <and> yeah. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. my phone generally stays <laughs> silent so what I'll typically do is um, I can see the number coming up or the name coming up on my screen yeah. on the phone and obviously in the car as well um, if it might be an emergency I was like I'll tell the rider I, need, I really need to take this you know mm. if it's my missus I probably won't answer it <laughs> in case she's complaining about something, you know. Although that might generate some other conversation, but um, yeah, generally speaking, um, I don't take phone calls. Oh, okay, yeah, I think yeah. that's good. Yeah. And in regards to riders taking phone calls, um, 
Sure, right, yeah. basically. Probably a bit annoying if they come in on the phone, phone on phone yeah. for phone, and then leave on the phone. That must be a little bit. Um, no, because driving can be a lonely experience. So if you can hear a couple arguing over the phone, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a bit of entertainment. Yeah, it's a bit of silence. Of a couple arguing in the car. Must have yeah, that a few times. Yeah, yeah that happens. Pretending you're not right. listening at all, but yeah. Well, job it's, it's, it's an enclosed environment. So sometimes people get in a car and um, they might be arguing and like there must be so it, many at, at a lower tone, arguments. yeah, yeah. And then um, and then they'll, they'll say something like, "Keep noise down." The driver might hear, and I was like, "Yeah, I'm listening." Well, what about couples getting intimate in the back? Ah, mm. oh, I've actually got this on my list actually. <laughs> Passion, yeah. Okay, a weekend yeah, special for you. People, <laughs> people get in the car and they might have a bit of a kiss <laughs> or a bit of a long kiss. Yeah. You know, so how you long can... is how long is too long? Though? <laughs> no, that's the question. Is it when it sounds? It's when, like, yeah, when you, when you can hear it. it. When you can hear oh, it, and, and, and obviously sound. the rearview mirrors there. You know, but um, I think the most concerning part is when you can hear the sounds, but you can't see them in the rearview mirror anymore. So you're uh, thinking. Where are they? Why are they not sitting up anymore? I can see them a moment ago. Why, why can't I see them? Have you ever, have you ever told someone to, um, to stop doing something, gone a bit too far? Yeah. Hands okay, gone what I do, I've got an armrest. I've got an armrest in my car, yeah? So um, typically it's down, yeah? So yeah. people get in, there's an armrest there with cup holders, yeah? So um, when people start getting too intimate, the armrest disappears, it goes up. And then they sit next to each other. Oh, right, I see. And, yeah. then, and then they disappear from my mirror. I, start, I can't see anything. I'm like, I start be like, what are you doing in my car? You know? Or you, so might, have, you, you might see a hand come up or, you know, or shoes. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> yeah. so, yeah. have, have you said something before? Yes, of course. Oh, you of have. Course. Yeah, yeah. But, what's, um, what's your action like? In, in, in jest. I was like, don't, you know I mean, you're going to be home in like five minutes. Just, yeah, out. yeah, yeah. Or you're going to be at your destination five minutes. Just, yeah, just, right. just to break the ice. I mean, I don't want to obviously knock anybody's mood, you know. Yeah. Kill love. Yeah, I don't want to kill anybody's mood, you know. Yeah, but I just want to remind them that I'm in a car and I can see some of it and I can hear you definitely, you know. That's a comedy sketch right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah the clothes flying off in the back. Yeah, yeah. oh, it happens. It happens. <laughs> it happens. I've had a few things left in my car. So um, I promise completely unrelated to that. Um, what about bad smells? So kind of like uh, riders that, that smell kind of bad, oh. let's say to you or, or vice versa. Um, <laughs> rare, I think. Uber drivers are pretty, pretty good. There's always a, like there's, they've always put a smell on um, to, to, make the, to make the car smell nice. It is um, once or twice, maybe something horrific. And you're wondering how the driver is sitting there for like mm. eight hours in the snow, but uh, but it's pretty rare. That is a again that, that's going to reduce that five star. Whoa! So that is that, is that three? Is that a two? Oof! God! If the uh, driver's good, apart from the, like the smell of if the smell is the only issue, um, we're talking a four. Or yeah, we're we're talk potentially a four. What, what about talking on the phone and oh, smelling? Three point five. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Well, keep going. Yeah, it's just, it's just though, the yeah. whole shebang. Yeah, you know? that would be awful. <laughs> and eventually we get down to one. So yeah, what do you? Um, you must. Is there what about? Okay. Not just like deodorant or cologne, but maybe like bo. Is that an issue? Yeah. So um, if you're driving for a long time and you're sitting there like this, yeah, mm. your, your arms are rubbing on your lats. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously, after so many hours in warm conditions. Yeah, I mean, your, your armpits are going to start kicking a little bit, you know? So yeah. it's always good to have a roll-on or deodorant or a little wash kit. So if you take a break at a petrol station or a service station, yeah. you can... Because you're obviously you not aware. Go. The driver isn't aware of the yeah. smell. You should be. Yeah, people aren't. Because, yeah, you just talk your Yeah, exactly. So yeah. maybe maybe this time is mm -hmm. no idea. Yeah, and obviously. I mean, it's no. a heat wave out there as well. Mm -hmm. yeah. Sometimes yeah. you've got to... We're recording on 30 odd heat. If anyone said... You, you smell really bad. No, so um, I've got a, I use a, um, a foam cleaner for my, for my mats, and that emits a beautiful fragrance. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. Um, so you've got so, the playlist, you've got the, yeah. the mats. And yeah. I've also, um, I've also got a, a spray bottle I keep in my door with a fragrance yeah. in it as well. Nice. So I'll spray it on the, on the carpets, uh, generally, so it just sits on the floor, so it, the, the, the fragrance rises yeah. Yeah, in time for the next person to get in the car. Oh, okay. Sometimes um, so many people get in my car. And, and you spray it on them? No, no I've, got, <laughs> so I've, got, I've, got, I've got half leather, half cloth seats. So on the cloth part, I might just spray a few dots. So when I get, when I get in the car, it smells like roses. 
So even if you've got a smelly person in the car, in between rides, you drop the windows and then you air the car out, spray a fragrance, ready for the next person. They get, they get in the car, it smells really nice, it's nice and clean, mm. five stars. But would it ever affect like, um, your rating? Uh, if a rider came in like that, as in, would you ever um, rate them so, lower? So, um, I, I want to talk in perspective. So, if it's the end of a long day, and you get in the car, and and your 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 body your body odor is kicking a bit, I might forgive you, you know. And you're on your way home after a long day. It's not an issue. Um, my my issue lies with people who get up in the morning, and they get in the car and they smell, and they just left their house. I picked them up from their from their home address. Unless they're coming out of their mate's house, or they're or they're not or they're not supposed to be where they're supposed to be. You know, <laughs> you know? but so. generally speaking, if they're coming out of their house first thing in the morning to go to work and they they smell really bad, then um, I'm wondering why um, their partner didn't tell them anything, or somebody who lives with them didn't tell them anything, or their colleagues at work. Because obviously, they were just too polite to say. Yeah, anything. I think so. Yeah, oh, I, I wouldn't. I would never say something yeah. that's on but, smell. But those are the, those are the tricky situations because if it's a cold day outside. You really want to open a window to to get some air circulating um, in the car, just mm -hmm. to kind of dilute the smell. However, it's not always convenient to be opening the window. If it's raining, you don't really want to be opening the window. If it's freezing cold outside and you've got the heating on, you don't really want to be yeah, opening yeah. the window, you know, because um, obviously they, they, the person in the back, the rider is going to be asking you why you're opening the window on such a cold day. So um, I've got a um, air vent fragrance. So I can actually um, change the um, circulation of the air to bypass the fragrance. So it, as I'm driving, it I mean creates a, a nice smell. A yeah, so situation. yeah, it's just little things yeah. that I picked up on the way. So yeah, it's just kind of preempting all situations, so you can ad adequately deal with them. Um, yeah, and people get in after I don't know, they went out for dinner, and and their their bowels are just. Making some movements, you know. <laughs> We've all been there. Now, 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 guys, guys will. If guys have flatulence, yeah. If, if, a, if a rider gets in, if a rider gets in, like a, a male, and he has flatulence, he's going to tell you. He's like, I need to fart, and he will, he will wind the windows down. What I find with females, they'll just <laughs> yeah, they'll just sit there in silence and let it let it out slowly. And, <laughs> and they won't say anything. Just and they keep the windows episode, closed. This whole episode has just got downhill yeah. very yeah. And also, I don't know which is better. Oh, no, I prefer the guys. I prefer the guys say, oh, I've got wind. Open the window. Let it all out in one go. And then you see. <laughs> Whereas, let, theme, let, let's move speaking. on. Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> we get it. We get it. We get yes, it. Yes, indeed. Um, okay, so. Yeah, if I may. Okay, it. so you get in the car. He's talk talking on the phone already. He smells terrible. Yeah. And he also says, can I actually just drop you off near your location, but not exactly no, that that's it. very annoying. Nah. No, no, no. No, no, I'm not. <laughs> no. no. I'm not. I'm paying. You're the, you're the person who's providing the service. Mm -hmm. So you can't. Um, it's like he's, it's like I'm not like a mate. Like a mate, you don't mind if I do, if I drop you off around here and that's fine. I paid paid to get from A to B, so that's obviously what you want. So, I mean, I would imagine a man of four point nine nine stars would dare ever say, "Do you mind if I?" Um, there are there are circumstances. Uh, if there's, <laughs> if, 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 if for example there there is um, lots of traffic, and their and their drop off point is like hundred meters down the road, and it's going to be quicker for them to walk. Oh. Give the rider the option. Yeah, yeah. I prefer yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. So it's give the option yeah. and not make it almost. Yeah. You almost kind of slightly force it and make it feel exactly. guilty for not. Yeah, taking but, yeah. Mind. I guess. Sorry, in that, I guess you're doing them a favour. Yes. Um, and, and to and be honest, sometimes I even say like, because I live a little bit. It's like a compound. It's a bit of a dead end. Sometimes I say, just drop me up the top because mm -hmm. I don't want you to have to spin around or whatever. It doesn't take yes. that much out of my yeah. life. But I understand that some people don't. I don't know, like they, they ordered it to their house so they want to be yeah. dropped out of their house. Oh, most definitely. Yeah, and I, I fully understand that and I don't have any issues with doing that. Um, well, oh, I had a valid point there. <laughs> I actually forgot. Yeah. Well, let me ask you this about um, routes and navigation because yes. obviously you've got your GPS yes. going on your route, which Uber or whoever's given you Google Maps, Waze, whatever it may be. Yeah. You could be sitting in the car on your Uber app or whatever mm. private hire operator app you have also checking the route. Now, is it a case sometimes, have you had any confrontation or any issues yes. whereby 
you're going to go one way to make it, make it possible to make it quicker. They're seeing it from a different perspective because they're sitting there thinking they're the, yes. they know what they're talking okay. about with the app. Go now, ahead. Here we um, go. <laughs> in terms of route choice, um, sometimes um, you get riders who do the same route regularly, whether they're going to work or going home from work. So they, they know their, their normal route. And if there's traffic or roadworks, um, your navigation app might tell you an alternative route that might be three or four minutes faster. Mm-hmm. Might be over a few more speed humps, but it cuts out the roadworks or the traffic or whatever it is. So obviously in those instances, it's, it's always best policy to inform the rider that you're taking an alternative route because it's faster and, and the reasons behind doing it and the fact that it's, it might add, I don't know, half a mile to your journey at the most, or 20p, I don't know. Um, so yeah, it's always good to give them a heads up or um, let them take their route. If they're adamant on taking their route, then let's go and sit in traffic. Um, I've done that a few times. Um, I've, I've, I've told them I'm gonna take an alternative route and they don't wanna take the alternative route. Then we end up sitting in traffic and then they get impatient. Like, I, I, I hate, yeah. to, tell you, I hate yeah. to say I told you so, man. Yeah, well, I, I can't, yeah, yeah, can't. Yeah, I don't say that. But they know it, right? Yeah. They must know. Yeah, but, know. but nine times out of 10, they'll be like, yeah, I think your route might be faster. And they'll ask me to spin around. So. And then I'll spin around, you know, mm-hmm. and yeah, just leave it at that. I'm, I'm, I'm not in the in the game of arguing with anybody, you know. Yeah. Some people are very, they're like, I'm paying, this is my ride, blah, 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 blah. I was like, okay. And then we hit the traffic, because I, I, obviously I can see it on, on my, yeah, like yeah, the, yeah. if they're looking on the Uber app or their navigation app um, for whatever um, operator, like Captain Bolt, etc., etc. If they're looking on their map, they may not see the traffic on their map but obviously I can see it you know and and when you're driving around um, for a number of years you get to know where the pockets of traffic are going to be at certain times so you can obviously take evasive action yeah you can preempt it does that sound about right to you Alex you know have you had any confrontation with navigation Uh, you want to go one way no I wouldn't I would say something if they were going just like be quiet and just pay the extra. Even if they were going completely the opposite yeah, direction, taking you out of London. Have you, have, you called a, have you called a driver out? Have you said, look, mate, you're going the wrong, I think you're going the wrong way, or you know, um, an example like that? Or is it just. No, 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 no. Um, usually they eventually go the right way. I think the, um, I think one thing the black cabs have over Uber is with a black cab. Be careful what you say. Yeah. You're going <laughs> to get there, you're going to get there quicker, probably. That I just think it's faster. I think there is what, a because of the bus lanes or just uh, because or they know the routes. They I think they're okay. much better at knowing quicker routes. I they feel, do do the knowledge. That is true. Yeah, I feel like um, it's a generalization with of Uber drivers, but there is one of the negatives. I feel that uh, is that they they don't know where they're going. Obviously, not everyone, but so then you could if you want to go to X hotel, X restaurant. I feel a black cab driver will go be quicker actually mm. if we go around the back and then you can just walk up, whereas. Uber drivers, I don't think know that. So and a specific it's, landmark, maybe specific places, right? Yeah, general landmark, uh, landmark, or there's some traffic here, and he know the black cab knows actually go down this little. Da, 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 da. But it's a counter argument. The black cab might not be using a, a live GPS, which has traffic updates, whilst Giggo London's app. Works. Yeah, but I so feel that's where, this is where the, it gets yes, interesting. Yes, right? but I feel like the, the 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 black cab mind mind is just uh, it just it's just very good at knowing exactly where like where where traffic usually is etc mm-hmm. and um, that is I that the I do I Uber. like Uber a lot <laughs> I take it but I think one of the things the black cabs have over Uber is that I think they're quicker and if I have to get from A to B in as quick as possible time and I had a lot of money then I would get a black cab well, I've got a few black cab friends so I'm going to be careful what I say here <laughs> <laughs> um, so but I'm going to say something um, slightly controversial um, but true um a lot of black cab drivers have sat navs. Oh. Full stop. That is a controversial. Yeah. Yeah. And they do. Yeah. Yeah. And they do. Yeah. So do you think it's maybe the best that they've got? The, they've got the black cabs might have the, the GPS and also their own knowledge, having done it for, for several years. Yes. Doing the knowledge, knowledge itself, which we know takes yeah. three years to do. Yeah. And I've spoken to a few friends, and sometimes the best they combined. You know. Maybe. Sometimes they say when they're um, out of the area, um, out of zone one and zone two. Mm. They might need a slight reminder of where that particular road is, you know? Yeah. Or where also, the as the rider, when, yeah. you know, it's nice going into an Uber and then you can obviously see on your phone the route. With, with a, a yeah. black cabbie, you might not 
you don't get that comfort of like knowing where you're going or how you're going there. So, so yeah, they have the knowledge. They might be quicker, but you also can't test that because you don't know how, how long it takes. It's true. I feel like I have a lot of trust yeah. in the black cab driver and that they'll just get me to where I need to go as quick as possible. Yeah. Um, so, um, yeah, I, I would say that's, that's one thing, one of maybe, if, if anything else, probably not, where, where black cabs do have a, well, my personal view. That's fair, that's, that's tough. An advantage. Um, because, yeah, I've had a couple of times when um, just an Uber, an Uber driver may have just gone completely the wrong way. It's, you're late for something already. It's, you're driving, mm. it's driving you crazy. Oh, the experience is it? Yeah, exactly. I mean, I'd say nine times out of ten, it's no problem at all. Mm. Uh, so ten yeah, rides out of a hundred then have been the <laughs> failures. My, yeah, ten. <laughs> My maths comes in there. Yeah. GCSEC, <laughs> I put it out. <laughs> awesome, okay. Uh, what about the type of car that arrives? Does it change your, your experience of the uh, drive? Yeah, I mean, you uh, you don't really want the like, 10, year, like, 10, 15 year old Mondeo with like, Got this, this black steam coming out of the back. Yeah. on the side. Yeah, and you know it's going to be very nice inside. Most of them, most of them are after the Priuses and stuff, and they're quite nice inside. Um, so yeah, I would say the, the odd time, maybe, maybe a maybe maybe a one out of ten time, they're rolling in with like a twenty-year-old Monday or something. It's not the nicest mm. thing to be in. It wouldn't be a twenty because there, there is an age limit, but yeah, an, an old, maybe decade old or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So there is one. But would it be enough to maybe actually affect your rating and your t- overall experience? Would you come out of being like, oh, I wish that guy, or, or you, you, let's say you went into a brand new, fresh 19 plate car, whatever it may be, and it was a great experience, the car's got everything you need, all the gizmos. Yeah, I think so. That, I guess would, that would be the clincher, that, that would be the cherry on top, maybe. For yeah, yeah, I think so. All these little things, just uh, just clincher, clincher five star, I think. Mm. Um, but I wouldn't. Um, an old an older car is only going to knock maybe maybe one off Ooh. maybe one Ooh. off mm. that one as we said earlier could be detrimental yeah, yeah that's now true now that you know that does that change your perception now that knowing that if you go into 4.5 with Uber which basically means if you give someone a 4 star that's you might as well just give a 1 at that rate you know it's like, yeah <laughs> um, is it a 5 or a nothing I guess as long as you're <laughs> as long as you're fair Mm. As long as you're then it's fine, and it shouldn't matter too much. So Giga London's got a Giga London, sorry, it's got a um, I think it's a 15 plate or a 65 plate. <laughs> it's a 13 plate. 13 plate. <laughs> oh, all right. Yeah. So yeah, we're looking at a couple of years old now, uh, old yeah. shape. With that, I mean, it looks in great condition. Yeah, you? I can't imagine a what five five years old, six yeah. years old. Yeah. Would be too. Uh, and I think also maybe Priuses have tended to, despite even despite even being like five or six years old, they've always tended to be reasonably nice inside maybe it's just certain models I think um, I would imagine you're proud of your, your vehicle your car Toyota's going to love you <laughs> yeah <laughs> if you're watching Toyota yeah or listening <laughs> I think uh, yeah 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 I think Priuses can't go wrong mm-hmm. always pretty nice inside can't complain mm. it's also it's a bit of like new cars are they're not cheap they're, depending on how you get it was, then it can be expen- uh, expensive. So, there is um, one company that does uh, is it? Uh, brand new cars. Yeah, so I think that sort of, they deserve it. They deserve a five star. They spend a lot of money on this. So, were you one of those people that were, because um, obviously my whip came out and, and one of their big um, sort of marketing. Let's say, let's call it a marketing tactic because we, we haven't actually seen any supercars on the road yet. Yet to be one, yeah. yet to see one. Yeah, I've but, seen the, the photos. Yeah, but one of the big selling points that they were saying was that you could just by ordering a regular ride get a, get a supercar, basically. Um, Who I, was we, doing this promotion? My, my whip. They're an operator that is uh, similar, well, on a, similar to Uber. Oh, I see. So would you, have, would you have liked that, you know, maybe a Ferrari rolls up or a... Yeah, I wouldn't mind it, but, uh, <laughs> Ferrari or Lamborghini roll up. Uh, but I mean, uh, I think with, with Uber, you are, the re- your reason you're getting it, you just want to get what you want to get for, for like a low price, so... Yes. Don't it would be the same price, it would be the same price. It's just a lottery where there's like a one in a hundred chance. Uh, that you would get a supercar coming to you. I wouldn't, no. No, I don't think people that, people that bother that they take a 1% chance of having it. Mm-hmm. I think people these days just want to get yeah. get to where they want to get. They're not fair. too bothered about what arrives. What, what did you think about that future? The supercar future? Um, it's going to appeal to a lot of people and for other people, it's not really going to appeal to them. So, um, yeah, there's, there's clientele for that. I think some of the younger generation or 
some car enthusiasts might be extremely happy, you know, but then again, you might have just gone to Tesco's and Ferrari pulls up and yeah, it's just you on your own, but there's no enough space for the shopping. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's, um, yeah. yeah, six to one, half a dozen of the other, I yeah. guess. It's funny to see people like pulling in a, in a Ferrari, <laughs> <laughs> bringing people together like that. No, but I think, I think they do have, um, you have to declare that it's just yourself. Yes. Uh, you can't okay. just like have eight people turn up mm-hmm. to squeeze into a Ferrari. It'd be like clowns getting into a car, you know, it's, yeah. it's <laughs> work. Um, I think there's one more in here, which is uh, cancelling drives. So, you know, cancellation. There's been a few times where, in my personal experience, you know, I've been waiting 10 minutes for the guy and he just cancels out of nowhere. It's very, very frustrating. Yeah. Have, is, have you had that experience Yeah, before? yeah, yeah. It can have a lot of time to your journey, especially if you're already like, running a bit. Bit, bit close um, yeah that's really annoying why are you cancelling on us yeah. good guy what's come on answers? what's going on there it wasn't me it wasn't you what are um, you shaggy <laughs> <laughs> although, although um, I've been on the receiving end of a frustrated rider on numerous occasions where you go to pick them up and they're like two of your colleagues it's always your colleagues two of your colleagues just cancelled on me I'm in a rush I'm going to be late now um, I should have been there by 7.30 for example and I'm looking at I'm looking at the the estimated um, time of arrival, and it's saying like 7:45, mm. you know. Mm. For, um, and yeah, I try and make up the time if I can. But that's unfair to you, right? Because yeah, you're, yeah. you're taking the, yeah. the heat of someone yeah. else's. Yeah, but problem. from the from the get go, I'll tell them what the ETA is, and then why do they why do they cancel? Why do people cancel? Um, from what I know, and um, obvious suggestions, uh, you may be in a surge area. Say it's 2.0. Then you get a job outside the surge area, which is a flat rate. Mm. So someone will obviously take it and they're like, they'll, then they'll look at it again and find that it's flat rate, mm. and then they'll cancel it and stay offline until they're back in the surge area. So it's know? tactical. These are these are surge yeah. Yeah, surge hunters, yeah. Um, but obviously, it's not always um, a benefit for drivers to be chasing surges because sometimes you're chasing them and you don't get anything. Yeah. It's a risk, though, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah most definitely. Most I'll definitely. tell you what quite annoys me, um, and it's. Again, this is only a small percentage, um, as I think most of these things are mm-hmm. in term, on this list, are just a small percentage mm-hmm. of people doing it from the riders and the driver's side. Um, but what I don't like is a driver decides that they don't want to take the journey and then they call me up and say, can you please cancel it? Oh, I've had that. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah it's because that affects yeah. cancellation rates, yeah. right? Yeah. Well, You're called uh, riders, riders will actually get charged a cancellation fee yeah. um, if they've ordered the car and it's been and several minutes have elapsed before they've got this phone call. Mm-hmm. And it puts and pressure on you because they're basically calling you and saying, either you're gonna cancel or you're not gonna to get to where you want. Um, yeah. So you kind of, so you're yeah. kind of forced yeah. to cancel yeah. in a way. Yeah. So this, is, this is like an investigation. <laughs> I think, I think um, for, for like riders who are listening, gate. Yeah. for riders who are listening, if a driver calls you up after several minutes, after you've been waiting several minutes for, for this given car to turn up and a, and a driver asks you to cancel, don't cancel, let mm-hmm. him come get you. Yeah, if he wants to cancel, then let him or her cancel, yeah? Let the driver cancel, you will not receive a cancellation then it, fee. Then it, it's kind of a chicken and egg, it becomes a little bit like a Mexican standoff, because yeah. it's like, if I don't cancel and you don't cancel, then we're just both sitting on other ends of London yeah. Yeah. on an app and nobody's moving. Yeah. The other day, this, this genuinely happened, it was about two weeks ago, um, I ordered an Uber in um, Hendon, mm-hmm. where I'm from, to come into work here in Hammersmith. Yes. And my leg was messed up at the time, so I needed to take an Uber, and that's not a regular thing. Um, but when I arrived at the car, he basically asked me to cancel because he didn't want to enter a congestion charge zone. Really? Yeah, and he was waiting wow. there. Yeah. That's, well, that's not cool. I mean, that's a terrible experience, right? That's, that's, mm-hmm. that's poor professionalism, I think, mm-hmm. on, the, on the driver's part. What would you do in that instance as a rider? There we go, yeah. Let's ask Mr. Rider in the house. Would you just get in the car anyway? <laughs> he's, he's getting straight in. <laughs> he's not moving. <laughs> Four days later, he's still there, apparently. Um, it would depend on if I'm late. If I'm late, then I accept... I incredibly like the anger is in me but i take the t- i take the charge because i have to be somewhere but it will just it destroys if that happens then i'll hate uber and yeah. i'll try and not mm. i like, try and not use it or something like that would you complain uh, that's my question okay <laughs> i don't think i've i don't think i have complained actually before um i should do though uh yeah i, I haven't complained i've just taken out on not on, on other drivers like yeah. guy on, <laughs> on not getting an Uber another time yeah. maybe trying to get the tube or something like that I'll be honest I complained yeah, uh, okay. when this happened to me anything come out of it? 
Yeah, Uber said that they were going to, to look into it and it wasn't their policy and that they didn't think it was right. Normally I wouldn't complain because um, I don't personally want to, I mean, everybody's got their own reason for doing their thing, so I wouldn't generally do that. Um, but I did in this instance, just because he waited for me to get there. I was also in crutches. And then when I arrived, yeah, I know. I have a speed vision in my head. Of, yeah. uh, on the side and then when I arrived, he's asking me to cancel it. Yeah. The violence um, starts raining. Yeah. If he had cancelled it himself, okay, that's a decision you've put on yourself to do yeah. that. But, but asking me to cancel it when I got it was just a little mm-hmm. step too far. And that, that's See, why I ended up In order to yeah. get the cancellation fee. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's inevitably what's going to happen. And there's a rate as well. It's like a, it's like a cancellation rate. You can't cancel. You can only cancel X amount of jobs per day, or is there something along those lines? Um, if you keep cancelling jobs, yeah, then you Uber get you get yeah, up, yeah, yeah, it'll get flagged up. It's Uber will form. sign you out of the app, and you've got to sign mm-hmm. back in. And if it's a reoccurring over yeah. over a long time, then they may contact you and ask you what the problem is. Do do bad do drivers who do that? Do they annoy you because it's because in a way it could uh, could affect you if people if, uh, if people get bad experiences then they may be less likely to use Uber than in turn. Oh, most definitely, most you. definitely. I've I've heard of from lots of riders who are just like super frustrated because they've like I've had they've had drivers cancel on them a lot, yeah. a lot of times and they say I'm not going to use Uber anymore. They probably still do. Yeah. But obviously there's a lot more competition now. So it's, well, it's a reputation thing, isn't most it? Most definitely. You get a bad experience. And like I said, there is more players in the market now, as we've mm-hmm. found over the previous podcast with different companies yes. coming on board over the last year. So it's, there's, there's competition there. And, you yes, know, indeed. Where one falls, one might rise. So, And you kind of said it as well yourself. When, when that kind of thing happens, you said you would be annoyed at Uber. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the company and then all of the people that work for it but everyone's an individual and they've all got their own kind of different yeah, personalities exactly. or whatever it is you definitely take it out mm. on Uber yeah. Um, yeah Ish I believe we have a new uh, kind of game we're going to play yeah. the final part of today's pod yeah right. it's called On The Fence um, cue but- music for this somewhere <laughs> we've got game music going on right now but On The Fence Um, But basically, you know, and I I thought that you guys would be um, two of the the, the perfect people to do it with, obviously, because you're seeing it from a different angle. um, These new kind of changes that are happening in London, where they're affecting all people, drivers, riders, um, people that take public transport and and those that that don't. Um, But we thought we would kind of put to you guys some of the the different policy changes, current affairs, general things happening in the industry. And you guys can tell us whether um, you think it's good, bad, or whether you're still on the fence about it. Um, Does that sound good? Yeah, yeah, go for it. Um, I think we can't really start a game like this without bringing up what's probably been the hottest topic this year um, the congestion charge ruling. Gotta love it. Um, Good, bad, on the fence. Where where do you guys stand? I'd like to go first. Um, For people who may not know, the viewers at home. Could you remind us what the, <laughs> uh, the ruling is? We should have done it before. Uh, yeah, so I mean, with the congestion charge, um, it is now applicable to private hire drivers. So beforehand, they could go right. into central London into Zone 1 and not have to face the charge. Mm. Now they do. Uh, there's only a few types of vehicles that are exempt, like electric cars, and even that's got a limit on it in a few years. So, uh, so basically, the, the majority of yeah, cab drivers have to now pay it, um, and that's meant that the fares... On, let's say Uber have risen as a, as a consequence of that, which at the moment I believe goes to the right. rider. Most definitely, yes. Yes. So the rider is basically paying for this extra charge. Yeah. So if um, if your ride originates in the congestion charge zone, zone one, then you'll have a one pound. You pay one pound extra on top of your journey. If you if you start your or finish your journey. Start off. Yeah. Oh, okay. Cool. Right. You pay an extra pound. Um, Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, as long as it's the thing is, I presume it's not applicable to black cabs. No. Yeah. It's a debate for the day. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) I would be fine with it if it was applicable to all, because that's sort of the point of the congestion charge to get people out of their cars and into transport. Yes. And the money from what happens to the congestion charge money? Great question. Yeah. Maybe City Cars gonna come in in a future episode. At least on next week. <laughs> no, we'll, we'll see. Uh, so, so for you, it's a no, but it could have been a yes if it. Yeah, yeah. If it, if it was fair, if it's that's, I think all, especially Uber One, as long as it's a fair, fair playing, playing field. So I'd say, no. Yeah. Uh, 
Okay, um, on the on the good side, I think it's um, it's good that Transport for London are addressing um, the clean air issue in central London. Um, whether it's going to have a difference because we get we get sand blown over from, from the Sahara, so who knows whatever other pollutions coming over from other parts of the world. So is um, keeping central London um, um, central London's air clean um, via vehicle emissions? Is that going to benefit central London if um, Heathrow's around the corner? and they're flying jets over London, mm. um, I mean, 24-7. Is that really going to benefit um, the clean air? This is congestion charge, by the way, just to clarify. Yes, yeah. congestion charge, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, which, it is tied into yeah, which, which, thing, is, which is tied into clean air as well. Um, so you're against hence, congestion charge? Hence the ULEZ as well, which is, which is um, a clean air initiative. Yeah. Um, Do you think it's fair that the drivers... I think like the ridership yes. have to pay. Now, now, black cabs will argue that they're, they're, they are um, part of the public transport infrastructure, so they should be exempt. So um, I'm going I'm to point that out. Um, all other drivers um, pay it anyway. Um, private hire drivers were, were exempt. Um, I believe um, the way TfL were going, they're going to have everyone riding bicycles and driving electric vehicles in the near future. I mean, so, buses pay it as well. Yeah. Mm. So, yeah, so, so they, they're going to... There needs to be. That's their. That's their initiative. They need to start somewhere. Um, it would have been amazing if they gave private hire drivers a lot more notice, rather than having six months. They should have had maybe three years, so they got enough time to upgrade their vehicles or finish paying for their vehicles and then upgrade their vehicles. That would have been a, a better initiative. But obviously, um, TfL they need to line their pockets as well um, to build more cycle lanes to cause more congestion. <laughs> so yeah, I'll leave it like it that. It kind of sounds like you're both on the fence in a sense. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm on the fence. I, I can see the positives, but there's, um, it's far I, I, as my view from a private hire driver, um, the negatives outweigh the positives. Right. Cool. This room is a, is a turning into an oven, <laughs> yes, so we'll, we'll speed this up slightly <laughs> uh, and go for maybe qu uh, slightly quicker responses. <laughs> okay. uh, um, yeah. Yeah. So uh, surge pricing, good, bad. From a rider, bad. Straight away, there yeah, you go, straight away. It's my bonus. <laughs> yeah, if I'm going into a busy area and there's going to be a lot more traffic and I'm going to be moving a lot slower in that area, um, it's nice to um, get a little bonus to, to accommodate that. You're compensated Yeah, that. to compensate me for, for the, the, the traffic I'm sitting in. Um, I mean, driving around looking for a ride in that particular area. In contrast, uh, flat rates, so no, no, uh, no surge. Which Captain recently introduced as yeah, well. Which is a new player in the market. So they just fixed have rates. Fixed rates. Fixed rates, yeah. Fixed rates, yeah. yeah, that's what, yeah that's okay. So you as the rider, you'll, you'll know how much your journey's going to cost. It's not going to say between this amount. I think that could be uh, a bit on the fence because they may make the they may average it out. So you could be paying more if you're presuming the flat rate will be an average of the, the, the obviously expensive and cheap. And that mean on your particular journey, you could be paying more. So I'd say on the... Does that make sense? Yeah, but I think, is it actually fixed though? Is it actually fixed? Yeah. So it's, you are paying that, you're paying that 15 pounds. If it's just 15 pounds, you're paying that 15 yeah. pounds. Yeah. So I presume that's taken into account that it could, if that journey is yeah. usually 12 to 18 pounds, mm. then the fifth, they've made the flat weight 15 pounds. Yeah. Mm. So you could end up paying more if, it, if they didn't have yeah. that, it would be 12 pounds. So on the third point, I guess. Yeah. You go. Okay, um, flat rates, uh, fixed rates, flat rates. Uh, good and bad. Um, obviously, um, the fare's fixed. Um, I know what I'm getting from the get-go, minus commission. Um, if there's traffic, if there's roadworks, if the alternative route is faster, um, but longer, um, I'm probably going to have to take the longer and faster route because I'm not getting paid any extra to sit in traffic, so I want to get there as quick as possible. Yeah, yeah. So I may well be doing more mileage to get to the same destination. Change of the game for you. Yeah. yeah. However, on the, on the plus side, I don't want the riders on on who are getting in the car on flat rates or fixed rates trying to navigate for me mm. at all because I'm not prepared to sit in traffic. So I'm just trying to get you yeah. to a destination as quick as possible. Yeah, it affects our situation a lot more than I actually thought. Most mm. definitely. Yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah. What about my whips, uh, my pink feature? Um, for those of you who don't know, that's that's the um, feature on their app which connects female riders um, only with female drivers. Uh, sorry. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm going to sit on the fence here. Actually, <laughs> I'm gonna, from the get-go. The, posit the positive um, <laughs> thing is there are some um, 
being a female traveling alone, maybe in unsociable hours, um, or just generally speaking, it might be um, a bit, there might be a bit of tension in getting into a, typically a, a male driver's vehicle. Um, and yeah, it might be going on a long journey, might be going on a route that they're not very familiar with, but obviously going to the same destination, so it might be a concern. Um, they might feel more comfortable with a female driver. So in that, in that respect, it's a positive. Um, on a negative, um, doing, um, ordering a My Pink, if you're, if you're a female driver, private hire driver, doesn't necessarily mean you're gonna get a female passenger. You know, some, typically what happens um, on several of my journeys every day when I do drive, um, somebody orders a car for somebody else. So a female with the My Pink option may order a car and then a male gets in the car so it's not it's not foolproof yeah if that could be ironed out there's loopholes in there yeah then it would be a benefit to females who require that option alex um yeah i think it's good i mean it's like um it's just making the uh situation a bit more comfortable for a female it's like having um female gyms um it's just some circum some situations can be intimidating to some females and if this makes them more comfortable then great yes cool. uh the Heathrow ULIS zone so if you don't know about that they are planning to uh, create a kind of new ULIS ultra low emission zone for those who don't know at Heathrow to kind of compensate for the thousands of extra flights and god knows what's being pumped into the air around there so it's like planting trees yes like building a whole like new city and planting one tree and going Look what we've done, we've saved the trees, you know. Okay. Um, well, that's my, that's my um, yeah. situation. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll answer the question straight away. <laughs> so, um, yeah, you've got planes flying over, probably a plane landing every few minutes. Seconds, mate. Oh, seconds, yeah. 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 They're lining yeah, up minutes. to land, yeah. yeah. Um, some planes are really old, some planes are probably really new, but they're all very polluting. They've got big engines, they burn a lot of fuel, mm -hmm. take off. Land, well, not so much landings, but take it, taking off burns a lot of fuel to get that weight into the air. Um, so the air above Heathrow is not very clean anyway. Um, bringing in the ULEZ zone into Heathrow is not going to make a spot a difference at all. Apart from in your pockets, of course. Yeah, apart from lining the pockets of whoever's running that zone. Mm. Um, but being a private hire driver, if you are if you're going to if you're going to purchase a vehicle for private hire work, um, you should be purchasing a vehicle that is at the bare minimum UE, ULEZ um, exempt. Mm -hmm. Anyway, you should be having driving a, a either electric, a hybrid, a petrol, or a Euro six diesel. Anyway, so it shouldn't really um, be of any disastrous effect to any private hire driver. Anyway, right. if they've upgraded, yes, yeah. if they've upgraded, yes. Yeah. Alex, what do, feel, what do you feel about that? I'm, um, I'm a bit of a uh, bit of devil's advocate as well. Yes, here we go. <laughs> but I am a pro runway uh, person, okay. and I think I get the I get the <laughs> looks of disapproval. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> looks for the exit. Uh, You've got thirty seconds. Go. <laughs> um, I get the whole. It can seem like a drop in the ocean, but the runway is going to happen, and so it makes sense to find any sort of way, including. Um, investing in uh, more fuel efficient planes and someday electric planes and any sort of way to reduce the the, the carbon emissions and um, I feel like if ULES reduces those carbon emissions because there must be thousands of um, relative to the planes obviously a lot lower but there must be thousands of cars and vehicles that go around Heathrow and if um, ULES can reduce those huge amounts of uh, emissions from the cars, then fantastic. Mm -hmm. um, so, I mean, I feel like it's a bit like saying, uh, like, uh, it's, why don't we, uh, why don't we um, uh, make sure the planes aren't hovering above for too long um, and get them down to reduce the emissions? They'll just don't have a runaway. Mm. I mean, the runaway's got to happen, but we just need to find ways to reduce the emissions. So, what, but why should PCO drivers, which is the term we use, minicab drivers, oh, yeah. have to bear the brunt of that cost? Why should they have to pay for the decision from Heathrow to add an extra runway? Well, it's coming out of I their presume, pockets personally. Um, it'll be like twelve pound fifty again. I presume it is. Is does it apply to every vehicle? Uh, I think it. 
a soon it's going to apply to every vehicle. It's just gonna it's just gonna become a vehicle access charge or VAC. Yeah. Um, for the moment, it's it's an ULA zone. Um, but eventually, yeah, every vehicle that enters um, one of those pickup zones is going to have to pay a particular fee. Yeah, which I think is fair if it applies to everyone. It makes it means people are more likely to take public transport to get to, especially if you live in London, more likely to get a tube or whatever mm. to go to the yeah, line airport. straight there, Heathrow. Yeah, exactly, mm. like five six quid. So no. I think, um, uh, yeah, I will say we're going to say good. Good, yeah, oh, right. controversial. The final one ish, take it away. Um, yeah, so this one was actually another captain feature that I had seen, um, where basically now, as soon as um, you call the ride, the driver arrives, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, Gigai London, mm -hmm. um, but the driver arrives, and as soon as he arrives, um, the meter starts going, and the passenger um, basically pays for the wait time until he actually arrives at the car. Yes. Yeah. Um, good, bad, on the fence. Um, so it starts as soon as he arrives? As soon as the driver arrives, oh, okay. the, the meter starts. Um, as long as the, um, as long as the, maybe what it should be is um, if you book it and it says four minutes, then it starts in four, it starts either when he arrives or in four minutes. Does that make sense? So if he arrives early, if he arrives at three mm. minutes, it starts at four minutes. Because yeah, sometimes it isn't entirely accurate. Sometimes the, the my waiting time I see is like seven minutes. You blink and it's like three minutes and it's like, I've got, I've got to run downstairs. Yeah, because if you're on the fourth floor, you know, I've got, I've got to go. Before you're about to book it, it says four minutes. And I think it's fair that um, if he arrives after, after three minutes, then it delays it. Mm. But there's also uncertainties with it because it, it says that they're arriving at a certain time. But for instance, me, when I was disabled, um, I couldn't like leave the house or be quick getting to the car mm -hmm. or something like that. Limp um, faster. Limp <laughs> faster. I think that's what that Uber driver said to me. Yeah. <laughs> well, in those instances, for people with um, disabilities or or if they're slow movers like the elderly and they need a little bit more time getting onto the main road and getting into the vehicle, there's always the um, Uber's got an assist option and um, I don't think they charge a waiting time, I know, mm. actually. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, that's what you have to set in your profile um, for the you rider. Need, you need, yeah, yeah, for right. the rider. You need to, yes, yeah. you need to order an assist vehicle. Um, in terms of waiting times, um, I do know that um, sometimes I've, I've had a job request but I'm facing away from the destination. Now that now um, the ETA is going to be based on me going around the block and coming back on the main road, and then going to the pickup location. Yeah. Now, if I just happen to just spin round, it might knock three minutes off the mm -hmm. ETA. So I might I might be about a minute away in reality. Yeah. yeah. So you've you've ordered the car. It's, mm -hmm. it's said seven minutes. I'm going to be there in two minutes now. Mm -hmm. But you haven't looked at the app again until... Yeah, <laughs> yeah. he's getting his hair done. Yeah. <laughs> he's getting his yeah. nice shirts. Yeah, you haven't looked at your phone again or looked yeah. at the app mm. again until there's like a, about a minute and a half left. But there's, no way, there's no way for Uber to really take that into consideration, mm. right? They're going off a very well thought out algorithm that dictates yes. it works out the A to B yes. and the times in well, between. You've kind of with, with most, that. Really. Yeah, with most apps, um, you should get a notification when the driver arrives. Yeah. Um, with with um, Uber, um, the rider gets a notification as soon as the driver arrives at the address. Mm -hmm. um, with um, Captain and Bolt, uh, you can swipe to say you've arrived or arriving now. Okay. Yeah, when you're when you're at the destination, and then I'm assuming the rider gets a notification. I haven't. I haven't. Um, yeah, we get, we get, we get a text. We get yeah, yeah. yeah it'll be all sorts. Yeah. If I may squeeze in one final one. One as well. final one before we all build. Um, just it. because I think it's quite <laughs> it's quite rele relevant to like how things are going at the moment. Let's say if these plans um, for 2030 um, come out um, as they're intended at the moment, and we see that all of London becomes electric and um, electric vehicles all yes. over the place, do you think that's good, bad, or are you on the fence? Uh, I think it's good. Okay. Um, less pollution at ground level, mm -hmm. um, even in suburban areas. Um, I think the in infrastructure um, needs uh, upgrading seriously. I, I have the infrastructure at home um, for an electric vehicle, just don't have an electric vehicle yet. Um, I could get one, but that means I'm gonna be um, making repayments on a vehicle that I don't really need to, I don't really need to change my vehicle at the moment. So I'm gonna keep my vehicle going. Um, as long as it, as long as I can, and save some extra money. So when I do invest in an electric vehicle, um, I may not need I may not need uh, to take out a loan. I could just I might be able to buy it outright, or buy it with a with a small loan, which I probably can pay off in a few months or within a year. Right. So, 
Yeah. So that's a good. Um, on the fence, I feel like um, uh, CO2 emissions or targets are really easy and to implement and say, and look how great I am because I'm saying 0% by 2050 or whatever. But there needs to be the consideration, consideration of the implications and the cost and the cost on everyone. Uh, to get to those targets, so yes. in an ideal world, yeah, fantastic, everything's electric, but there needs to be bearing in mind the costs that everyone has to face mm-hmm. so, on the fence. I think that is a wrap that we have time for today. Tom, you can open the windows shortly so we can all breathe again. Thank you to today's guests, Alex, for coming on board, our first so rider, hopefully not the last. Yeah. Gig Guy London, thank, thank you. you for coming. As always. Um, and yeah, it's been it's been an awesome show and to get the opinions of both the rider and the driver and everything in between. Gig Guy, how can people find you online for those who are interested to see your journey on, on your social media and YouTube? YouTube, Gig Guy London, come check me out and uh, don't slam my door. There we go. <laughs> if we've learned one thing today, don't slam the door. Uh, Ish, thank you very much as well for being an awesome co-host as always. And a big thank you to you, the listener, for joining in and staying in joining until the end. Um, If you like this podcast, please do subscribe and rate us on your channel. And until next time, drive safe.